Adinina Sutum for Yantete Wapopa Yangwa for Pa Yendima now this morning i want to share with you a message i've titled consecration and purity look at somebody who say consecration and purity look at another say consecration and purity psalm 24 verses 1 to 6 psalm 24 psalm 24 verses 1 to 6 If, if, if you have opened the scripture already, let me see your hand up. If you've opened it already, Psalm 24. If you are still struggling, let me see your hand up. Psalm 24, verses 1 to 6. Psalm 24, verses 1 to 6. Can we read it together? I want us all to read it together. Ready? Go. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world, uh-huh, 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 okay, hmm, hmm, okay, okay, okay. 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 Oh Jacob. Amen. Um, the verse 5 says, He shall receive what? A blessing. Please, if that one is in your Bible, underline it. If that one is in your Bible, he shall receive a blessing. That says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Verse 1 starts by introducing God and talking about his person, his power, and his place of dominion. Saying that indeed, everything that we have in the earth belongs to God. It's in his hands. It says not only the earth, but the fullness of the earth thereof. And then it says, the world and those that dwell therein. So not only the earth and the world. You need to understand that there's a difference between the earth and there's a difference between the world. The earth is the substance that you are actually standing on. It is called the earth. But the world is the systems by which the earth is run. So the political systems and the economic systems and the, all those systems by which the earth is run, is what is classified as the world. And the Bible says the world and all that dwell therein also belongs to God. Not only the earth, but even the system that with the earth is governed belongs to God. Then it says, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. We, this is a, a recall to what happened in Genesis, where he separates the waters from the waters and called forth land from the waters. How many of you remember that one? It is in your Bible in Genesis. So he says he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flood. Then he asks a question in verse 3. He says, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? And he answers the question. He says, he that had clean hands and a pure heart. 
He's talking about the hill of the Lord. When you see the hill of the Lord in scripture, it's talking about a place of intimacy with God, a place of oneness, fellowship, and communion with God. And he's asking, who is it that can come to that place of intimacy with me? It is not just anybody that has a face, has eyes, or can speak, but it is he that has clean hands and a pure heart. That is the only person that is permitted to stand with me in the holies of holies. That is the only person permitted to stand with me in communion in the holy place of the Lord. You remember the other day, the Bible says, Moses, when God called him and he was coming close to him. The Lord opened his voice and told him, where you are standing is holy ground, therefore remove your sandals as you approach. You, you can never come before God just as you are. Something must break in you. Something must be consecrated in you. Something must be purged and must be purified in you before you can ascend to the hills. There are many people who have hands, yet it says the people who can actually ascend to the hill of the Lord are those that have clean hands. My question to you this morning is that do you have clean hands? Do you have clean hands? It says, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. The other version to say, who has not lifted up his soul unto idols. After all these things, he says that there will be a blessing for this person. Many of us are looking for a way to jump the process and go straight to the blessings without understanding that you need to come with, with clean hands and a pure heart in order that you will come to encounter that blessing. We are looking for breakthroughs. We are looking for miracles, signs and wonders. I've asked you this question many times. What is God doing with the miracle for himself? He is not sick. He doesn't need a breakthrough. He doesn't need a turnaround. He doesn't need 360 degrees testimony. He doesn't need it for anything. But he has all power in his hands. And the Bible says, yet and the world belongs to him. So the systems are in his hands. And therefore, he has the ability to bring that which your heart has desired. But he says, that thing is open to those who come with clean hands and a pure heart. The Bible says that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It is not only talking about seeing dreams and visions and prophecies and all those. No, he's talking about seeing the hand of the Lord at work in your life. When you get up, you see the hand of God. When you are walking, you see the hand of God. When you go to sleep, you see the hand of God. In your education, in your career, in your business, you see the hand of the Lord. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall experience God. They shall encounter God in everything that they do in life. Many of us in this generation have, have decided to live recklessly and live anyhow. You find a young man and a young woman and they are dating and, and you say, get married. And you know what they will tell you? We are not ready. Two days later, the lady is pregnant, they will be ready. The thing that they should have done as a product or as a consequence of love, they are doing as a consequence of shame to hide some things. Ask your neighbor, how pure are your hands? See, how clean are your hands? Or oh, ask, ask that question, how clean are your hands? If we were to take a true, true audit in the church, you realize that there is, a, there is an incredible shortage of virgins in church. Yeah. There's an incredible shortage. Blessed are the pure in heart. I, I am sure after this morning, some people would not like me, but your like, I wouldn't take your like to the market. Can I preach this one too? Yeah, 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 yeah. What am I doing with your like? If you don't like me, I don't like you. 
The Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, verse 79. So read it for me. Genesis chapter, chapter 39, verse 7 to verse 9. Genesis 39, 7. Yes, sir. And it came to pass after these things uh -huh. that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. We are talking about Joseph here. It says it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast his eyes upon him. And she said, lie with me. Mm. But he refused okay. and said unto his master's wife, mm -hmm. Behold, my master watered not what is with me in the house, mm. and he had committed all that he had to my hand. Mm. There is none greater in this house than I, mm. neither had he kept back anything from me okay. but thee, because thou art his wife. All right. How then can I do this great wickedness? And sin against God. He said, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He says, he was walking, minding his business, and the, the master's wife cast her eyes upon him. Sometimes you'll be walking, minding your own business, and somebody will just decide to cast their eyes on you. Can I preach at all? Can I cast their eyes on you? And this is him. And the master's wife said, lay with me. You need to understand that the master was not there. Nobody was there. It was just the two of them. That was the perfect opportunity to cement his place in the master's house. This was somebody who was sold to slavery, bought by the master, given an opportunity to serve. And now the master's wife says, sleep with me. And everything else becomes available to you. But you see, what he understood was that number one, he had a fear of God. And number two, he was not ready to defile himself. Number three, he said that how can I do this wickedness? In other words, in his mind, he was categorizing this act as wickedness. It means there are many, many wicked people in this world. Do you know that if he had done that, and he had defiled himself, the best he would have risen to in his life was, would have been the chief servant in the master's house. At that point, it would have, it would have looked like a, 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 a promotion. It would have looked like honor because they would have made him cemented his place in the master's house as the chief of all the servants. That would have been the highest of his rising. He would have killed God's plan for his life of making him an entire prime minister of the whole nation where his master even and the wife become servants of his. But you see, after he had done that, look at him now. They caught him and they put him in prison and it looked as if God had forsaken him. This is where many people in this generation begin to compromise and begin to say, I, I need to figure out a way. I need to find a way because if I don't, they will throw me in prison. I don't think God would be happy to see me in prison. I don't think it is God's plan to have me in prison. So let me just do this. Uh, nobody will see it and I cement my place and I enjoy in the master's house. There are many of us compromising and uh, dirtying our clothes and dirtying our hands and dirtying our hearts. But the truth of the matter is that what looks or appears to be a good good promotion in the short run is the highest you can reach in your life you would have thwarted the plan that the lord has for you in the, in the fullness of time but i pray for you that whatever has caused you to make your hands dirty and to dirty and make your your garment impure by the mercies of god may it be purified one more time and may god pay just one more time lift up your right hand shout yes 
He said, I will not. I will not. I will not. I will not. You see, genuine power is, in, is connected to purity. Real power. Real rising. Real, real anointing. Real. It's connected to purity. That the moment he decided, I won't do this. The day came that the same woman and everybody else began to become his servants. Look at Daniel. Daniel said, I will not, as long as the, my God lives, I will not defile myself with a portion of the king's meat. That I will not. They had been chosen specially. They had been elected to become the special ones, even in slavery. And he had the privilege of eating just like all the others who had received preferential treatment. But he said, I know where I'm coming from. And I know where I'm going. And I know who my God is. Therefore, I will not allow myself to be defiled by the portion of the king's meat. And, and the Bible says, immediately after that verse, it says, and Daniel obtained favor in the eyes of the official. There is some favor and blessing connected to those who come with clean hands and a pure heart. It doesn't matter how many times you come and sit in church and look and look holy. You can deceive me. You can deceive your neighbor. But in your heart and in your mind, you know you are carrying a burden. And you know that there is guilt on your hands. You know. I feel like preaching this morning. You know. The guilt is heavy. You know. That there is a burden on your heart. You know. God is calling us to a place of being purged. So we can walk freely in alignment with his will. Look, the same Daniel that decided not to be defiled, he was elevated and became perfect among perfects in a foreign land. The same person. The same person. Friday night. Now she need them. Now she need them. Saturday night. How about sorry Sunday? No. Because it can carry a lot of things. In the case of offering, we are very careful. Go and say, Where you are you? Says, I will not do this wicked thing. I will not do this with you. Are, are you with me at all this morning? Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. He that hath clean hands. See, you can fool everybody. You can fool God. You, you can fool everybody. You can't fool God. The book of Timothy, chapter 6. No, no, so for Joshua 3 5, first of all. Joshua 3 5. Yeah, 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 Joshua 3 5. And Joshua said what did unto he say? the people, yeah. Sanctify yourself. What did he say? Sanctify yourself. One more time, what did he say? Sanctify yourself. Why? For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Stop there. This is Joshua speaking. He says, sanctify yourself today. Why? Because tomorrow, God is about to do wonders. Now, what it means is that anybody who didn't sanctify themselves today immediately has removed themselves from the wondrous works of God tomorrow. So it is not that God doesn't have the ability to work wonders. The thing is that the prerequisite for experiencing the wondrous works of the Lord is sanctification. 
So that if you are not consecrated, you are not ready to receive the wondrous works of God. You have eliminated yourself from the wondrous works of God. Yes, so when find denying they know Jimmy because ah, and now yeah, what's now? Kwezi. Else we need be. We now need we are especially the quiet type. Have you seen the quiet people? All my quiet daughters and sons are looking at me with some stranger eyes like, Apostle, what have I done to you? Hey! He says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow God will work wonders. And, and many of us are asking, why has my breakthrough delayed? Why has this? It has delayed because the prerequisites, you are not honoring it. Look, let me show you a scripture. It will make you afraid. Psalm 18 verse 26. Psalm 18 verse 26. The book of Psalm 18 26. Yes, sir. With the pure, thou wilt show thyself pure. Stop there. It says to the pure or with the pure. What will God do? He will show himself, will show himself pure. pure. Which means if Amma is pure, what will God do? God will show himself pure to Amma. Are we on the same page? So to the pure, God shows himself pure. Next one. With the poet, thou will show thyself again, forward. Again. With the pure, thou will show thyself pure. Okay. And with the forward, thou will show thyself forward. Give me another version that would explain the forward well. And with the devious. To the pure, you show yourself pure. Yes. But to the devious, you show yourself shrewd. To the devious, God shows himself shrewd. To the impure, he shows himself twisted. That's what the Bible says. Contorted. So to the pure, he is pure. But those who decide to be impure, he shows them. This is the modern day definition of he shows them pepe. Because he shows them that he should. See, if the Lord allows you to rise with impurity, you will get to a level where your soul may not be able to be saved. Are you with me? If God allows you to rise with all the impurity of heart and impure hands and all the wickedness, as Joseph calls it, he knows that it is impossible for you to be salvaged at a certain point on that rising. So the tomorrow's wondrous works is still waiting for the sanctification before you can experience it. So he's just watching. As you go about in impurity and he's just watching and he's just watching. When he says, where would this my daughter come out of this and begin to embrace that which I have for her? Don't normalize a life of sin and unholiness. Don't. There is nothing normal about it. It says, be holy for I am holy. That is what God says. And he says to the pure, I am pure. I will show myself pure to the pure. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 10 to 11, that for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greed 
and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Even the scripture knows that most of the things we do as a consequence of impurity is based out of the love of money. So after speaking about this scripture, the next verse, it says, but you, even you, man of God, you, man of God, when it talks about money, then it talks about man of God. Where people will say things God hasn't said. God, see, so people are gifted, but all their gifts, God is not allowing a rising. People are knowledgeable. People are skilled, but with all the skill, the attention that must be cast on them, for them to be able to become relevant in their generation, the attention is not coming. The admission that must come is not coming. The offer letter that must come is not coming. Because we are holding on to so much impurity that God himself cannot countenance us in his presence. He says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? He that had clean hands and a pure heart. Even the priests in the Old Testament as long as they were not making a journey into the temple, into the holies, and into the holies of holies, they were fine. They could just go about and do anything anyhow. The moment the time came for them to enter the temple proper, going into the inner courts and the holies and the holies of holies, they had to start sanctifying themselves and they had to start purging themselves. For any one of them who would dare enter the holies of holies with sin, with a speck of sin, their dead body would be pulled out of the holy of holies. So for as long as they are not making an entry there, they, they could do anything they wanted. Which means that only those who are ready to go into that place, the holy hill of the Lord, if, you, if that is your desire, you must come with pure hands and a pure heart. I already knew this morning that I wasn't going to get a lot of amen and I receive it and I'm very okay with it. Is it settling down? Yeah. Many of us are shooting ourselves in the foot and preventing our own rising. We are our own devil. We want God to forget about his systems and his precepts and just take us as we are and ignore all our sin, ignore everything we are doing and still promote us in the midst of the sin. It's impossible. We want God to see you with, with impure hands and impure heart and still say, okay, I'll still, it's okay, you, let me manage you like that. God doesn't work that way. He said he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is God. He rewards, but his reward comes to those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 22. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Hey, 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Then it continues, 22. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with all those who call on out 
call on the Lord out of a pure heart. With all those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. He says, when you enter every, every house, there are vessels, vessels unto honor, vessels unto dishonor. Some of them are made of gold, and some of them are made of silver, and some of them are made of wood, and even some are made of clay. Then it goes on and says, if any vessel desires to be used for the master, or by the master, or become available for the master's use, that vessel must purge itself, must be cleansed, so that the master can use it, and so that it will be prepared for every good work. Which means that, God is ready to use anyone. But before God will use any vessel, that vessel must be purged. That vessel must be cleansed. It, it doesn't matter whether it's gold or silver or clay, or it doesn't matter. The material the vessel is used or, or was made out, out of is inconsequential. What matters is that that vessel must be cleansed. Gold, silver, wood, clay. It's a representation of the various giftings and the various anointings and various graces upon different people. So some carry a, a, a grace which is gold. Some carry a grace which is silver. Some carry a grace which is clay and, and whatnot. But he says, in spite of all this, for a vessel to be made available for the master's use, that vessel must be cleaned. It must be purged. So, so God is not so much interested in what you can do. He's more interested in who you are. Hallelujah. Which vessel are you? And are you sanctified and useful for the master? It says, flee also youthful lusts. It is in your Bible. Not only the, the, the sleeping around, the things that are on your phone, the pornography and all those things that are stored on your phone, the place that you are past, you are past wedded, that only you know the key to. The videos you can't watch in public. What are you talking about? About what people in him? Come on, come on. I apply makeup. The devil doesn't recognize makeup. Doesn't recognize your face. All of us have a standing in the realm of the spirit. All of us have a place where we are perceived out of. And it is whether or not you come with clean hands and a pure heart and clean garments that matters in the spirit world. That is why there are people who cannot be touched. But there are those who everything bad that will happen will touch them. When the enemy comes, says, Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, but he has got nothing in me. If he comes and he finds something in you, you are in trouble. Because that is his leverage. What is in you, it is his. And he has the right to use it however he wants. It is a legal system that if he comes and he finds it in you, then there's evidence that there's something in you that is his. Who shall ascend unto the hill? Who? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. There are days when some of you even join prayer war from your boyfriend's houses. And I'll be leading prayer war and I'll be seeing, say, God, these people are disturbing me. They are distracting me. I just saw Yaya in. The, the discipline of my prophetic ministry does not allow me to do some things. Maybe one day I'll use somebody as an example. So that you know that it's not that I don't know. Can I demonstrate right now? 
<laughs> oh my. I remember in Legon, I've shared this story before. In Legon, we're doing one way, we're doing the campus ministry. I was finished ministering, and then there was a lady, I said, Young lady, I I saw you in a certain place this week, but God is not really happy with it. Just let it go and move on with your life. And then she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but you don't know what I'm talking about. Then. Let's say, young cannibal call nine years. Let's move on. She says she, she, has, she doesn't know. I said, okay, I'm seeing myself in this hotel. It is painted this color. This is you checking in. They gave you room number this. When you entered the bed, they put a blue um, bed sheet on it. The, we said, oh, and now I remember. Now I remember. I said, you will remember. Hallelujah. But, but the truth is that many people carry their own burdens and struggles. And so it's one of the reasons I never go on that tangent. Because if you do, where would you stop? And so it is through the, the, the preaching of the word that repentance is brought that we are purged, we are conscientized to seek God. The reason many, many churches don't see miracles, no signs, wonders, is that everybody is just doing anything we want and just playing around, playing church. So there is no power. The place has gone like lecture hall. As I preach now, the word of God is entering. There is a revival in your spirit. There is a revolution and a fire burning on your head. You can't deny that the power of God is here, the presence of God is here. Who shall ascend unto the hills? There is a hill of ascension. Thank God the thing Christ says ascent. It means we are climbing up. And as you ascend, as you climb up, do you think your life will remain the same? Your life is not permitted to remain the same when you ascend into the hills of the Lord. For every step you take in your ascension, you, it becomes relevant, it becomes clear in the land of the living. You cannot live life anyhow and lay a hold on the promises of God. You cannot love the gifts without loving the giver of those gifts. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 8. Ecclesiastes 9.8 Ecclesiastes 9.8 Yes sir Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil It says always be clothed with white It says always keep your garment white and never lack oil on your head Always keep your garment white Always whether you like it or not, you are wearing a garment in the realm of the spirit. And your garment is identifiable in the spirit realm. Is it white? It will be seen. If it is black, it will be seen. If it is black and white, it will be seen. Like I told you, in the flesh, you can fool anybody you want. In the spirit, you can't fool anybody. You can't fool God. He knows all things. He's aware of all things. He can never be caught away or surprised. He says, keep your garment white and keep your oil on your head. Don't lose the oil on your head. Blessed are the pure in heart. What have you done with your garment? How have you treated your garment? 
like I told you, purity, consecration, bets genuine power and authority. It bets genuine power. I didn't say it gives power to pastors. I said it bets genuine power. It doesn't matter who you are. It bets genuine grace, authority, audacity in the spirit. It is the evidence that you truly fear God and you live for him. Look, this same faith we are practicing, people were beheaded for it. People were nailed upside down for it. This same faith. People suffered for it. People were murdered for their belief. And so we can't treat it lightly and take it you know, anyhow, live pure, you say, oh, I mean, there's faith that, look, they, 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 they told people to deny Jesus or they killed them and they said, I'd rather die. They could have compromised though, suffer, and said, I deny Jesus. And as soon as they go, eh, I was lying, Jesus, forgive me. But in public, they said, I'm not going to do it. I will never deny Jesus. Look at a man called Stephen. So holy. This is a man whose life was lived for God. One day, he began to preach. The people were so offended that they picked up stones and they began to stone him. As they stoned him, the Bible says, and Jesus stood at the right hand of God, the right side of God. Jesus stood at the right side of God. So he saw Stephen being stoned. He watched as they stoned him. He didn't intercede. He didn't intervene. Stephen too knew that God is still in heaven watching him. And he would rather die than say anything else to deny his Christ. He would rather die. People were willing to die because they believed so much in God that nothing would shift them or shake their faith. A small I love you message is shifting your faith. Yes, I yeah, yeah. Momo, Momo, Momo. Ah! You are worth more than Momo. You didn't hear what I said. I said you are worth more than Momo. Who shall ascend unto the hill? Ask your neighbor, who shall ascend unto the hill? Ask another, who shall ascend unto the hill? As I end, let me share with you four types of purity you must, you must exercise. Four types of purity you must exercise. Number one, sexual purity. You must exercise. You must. You must have mastery. They are over there sleeping with anything and everything. You see, you need to understand certain precepts. How many of you know that each person seated here is carrying one burden or the other? Oh, forget about how, how we are looking. Everybody is carrying a burden. One of my burdens is this. It's a burden. People are carrying burdens from their homes. Burdens of issues and struggles and, and pains. You see, those experiences are not written on the faces of men. They are ingrained in the souls of men. 
they are inside, inward. They are, they, are, they are carrying those things with them. Here you are. You haven't finished carrying your own. You just met the man on campus. He proposed to you two weeks later. You are on the bed together. You are carrying their own burdens in addition to your own that you haven't finished carrying. Suddenly, things have been granted access into your life. You are wondering where did they come from? Obi. You are wondering, how did this one come into my life? Nobody in my family has this sickness. Why am I the first person? Go and do a background check proper. Of the door you have opened to certain things and have allowed them to enter. The truth of the matter is that whatever we tolerate in our generation, we have given our children an excuse or permission to excuse in excess. Are you with me? Do you understand what I just said? Whatever you tolerate, your children will take it to another level, and then another level, and then another level. By the time you, you see your grandchildren, you'll be shocked. But it would have started from you. I always, what made me notice this as a young man was we used to live in a compound house in Mambrobi. There was this man who was an avid smoker. Avid smoker. Cigarettes, different types and, you know. When his son grew up, the son had graduated from smoking cigarettes to weed and other things. How, how would the father be able to tell him to stop? He permitted it and allowed the door to be opened and he took it to the next level. We must fight the battle against sexual impurity. Paris Tane too holy, holy. And so the hell is laughing. Look at this one. Now we're on your idea. Check your record. Check your record. Ah, on your idea. Or say, ah, too holy, holy. In the two, I now bought a samba. He who shall ascend unto the hills. The song cannot be allowed to ascend unto the hills. The song is produced from a vessel of dishonor. It cannot be allowed. So it is nice musically, but in the spirit, it has no purpose. God cannot accept it. It cannot rise as incense. We have normalized sexual pervasion. We have normalized it. Let's say you are 25 now. You'll be marrying when you are 30, if God's mercy finds you. So between 25 and 30, all the people you will date, you will sleep with. Are you serious? If you insult me, I'll say it. If you insult me, I'll say it. And you are chasing that, that, that man, pot-bellied man, because of Momo, pot belly. Look at, look at his pot belly. You, you look at his pot belly. Wawunsuro. You have to hide in corners and hide. One day you'll be, you'll be going, you'll meet me. Oh, Daddy, this is my soul. You'll be coming to church on Sunday. Hey, what are you talking about? As soon as you get to the hotel, oh, customer, you are here. 
They know you. They know you. Give offering. You give. Who they got to a financing credit so that you can you can you can toast the girl. Oh, our boy. You won't fear God. Have things hidden on your phone. Scrolling some things. Eh? What you don't understand is that it is impacting your mind. See, the battle of life, apart from the fact that it's a spiritual battle, it's a battle of the mind. Whatever your mind has decided you cannot achieve, let me tell you, without even seeing anything, you cannot achieve it. Your mind has already pronounced it to you. Hallelujah. I've taught you that anything you see in the realm of the physical must have been first conceived in somebody's mind. The building you are seeing now, somebody conceived it in their mind, put it on paper, and then we started actualizing it. So the mind is a powerful force, powerful driving force in creating realities in life. So if the battle of the mind is lost for you, you have lost in life. Here you are feeding your mind with things that will not take you anywhere, that will create issues for you in life. So when you see the young lady in church, you are not focusing on the vessel of God. You are focusing on shapes and sizes. Look at the triangle. Look at the rectangle. Polygon. First Corinthians 6, suffer. <laughs> Yeah, First Corinthians six eighteen. I'll say there. Flee fornication. I'll say there. Flee fornication. Uh, uh, can we can we say it together? Ready, go. Flee fornication. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you hear? Flee fornication. Okay. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. Yeah. But he that commits fornication sins against his own. Body. If you will sin, sin outside, you are sinning against your own body. And it says, flee. Run as if your life depends on it. You too, you have, you have given yourself title. Right now, you have four girlfriends. One in UCC, one in Legon, one in your house, one at work. How do you, how do you sleep at night? How do you sleep well at night? Because the only way you survive is that you have to add lying to it. What do you think? You agree? You have to add a bit of lying. That is a bad thing. That is stress. Number two, purity you must have. It's a relational purity. Relational. Relational purity. Knowing how to relate with people in purity, in love. Many people don't know this. They just know how to use people. Full stop. They just know how to use people. If they don't, they don't seem to derive a, you know, a benefit from you, then they don't need you. 
As long as you are useful to them, you are needful to them. But we have to have relational purity where there are people in your life because you genuinely love and care about them, not because you can use them. Some of you, when they tell you I love you, they are just saying I like using you. You need to read between the lines to, un- to really understand what is being communicated to you. If you like, if you like, put it to the test. Don't allow them to use you again. See what will happen. If like child. That's when you will see for sure whether the thing they have proclaimed as love is, was love all along. Everybody who enters our lives has a role they are playing. I think I spoke about this before. Friday service. The people God brings into our life and the different roles they play. Yeah. It should be on the podcast for those of you who don't remember. And there are those who are helpers. There are those who play this role. There are those who advance. They they play different roles. We need to be sensitive to recognize the role that all these people play. And not just merely use people. And not merely use people. People are just in our lives because they'll give us money. Because they have name recognition because they no even pastors must learn to relate with people properly I know men who have suffered for ministries for churches when they had money they were sponsoring the churches I know a man who has built a church for a, a ministry before when he fell down the church was nowhere to be found Clearly, they were not interested in his person or they didn't care generally for him. They just liked him and tolerated him for as long as he was doling out money to them. It's one of the reasons why, apart from the pastor's seat, you can sit anywhere when you come here. Who cares what money you have? In the presence, we are all the same. Are you with me now? The danger in that is that the people you are writing off now, you'll be shocked what they'll become tomorrow. So if all you do is to relate with people based on what you can extract from them and you can't extract anything today and so you disrespect them, you'll be shocked. You, you will be shocked. Number three. Number three. Purity of heart. Purity of heart. We already read Matthew 5, 8. Now so if we read Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 talks about the seven things God hates and there is something in there Proverbs 6 16 yes sir these six things does the Lord hate yeah yeah seven are an abomination unto him yes what are they a proud look Lying tongue, lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood hands that kill and hearts that divides wicked imaginations mm. feet that be swift in running to mischief mm. a false witness that speaks lies mm. and he that sows discord among brethren so he says something about the heart what did he say a heart that devices wicked things devices wicked things your heart speaks in volumes that your mouth can never see. 
There are things your heart is communicating right now as you are sitting there that even with your mouth shut, your heart is speaking. That's why the Bible will say, guard your heart for it is out of it the, the uh, issues of life flow. It says, guard your heart for it is out of it the issues of life flow. Because your heart speaks. It communicates. It's one of the reasons why you can meet somebody, you haven't spoken to them before, but you don't like them. What did you see that you didn't like? Their heart is speaking to your heart. There's a communication going on. And that's why it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. It doesn't say at the mention. It says at the name. Because you may not always be able to mention, sometimes your heart must be the one. There are people who are sick in the hospital, but they are still praying. They can't vocalize it. They can't speak. They can't talk. Their mouths are muted, but their hearts are still calling on to God. So there's, there's something called the purity of heart. Where you, you hold nothing against anybody. Where your heart is pure. You don't think evil of anybody. You're just walking your life serving your God and believing in your God. There are some of you, if God were to open and reveal the content of your heart, you will run away. The wickedness lodged in the hearts of men. They have decided who must fail in life. They have decided the plans and the schemes. The extra hurts you and hurts your heart. They are scheming. Purity of heart. There are seven things the Lord hates. One of them is a heart that devises evil. So though the mouth isn't saying anything, God is still listening to the heart that is speaking evil. That is plotting evil. Who have you hidden in your heart? Who have you harbored hatred for? Hatred. The psychologist will tell you that even when you walk with bitterness in your heart, you see, you can't measure bitterness with any device. But it has a way of impacting your health physically over time. What have you put in your heart? Purity of heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What is in your heart? You have already planned in your heart evil things. What Joseph calls wickedness. You have planned in your heart. A holiday is coming. You are going to Adan. That's a plan. Adan. You are booked the date, booked the room. God is watching your heart. As soon as you finish devising that plan, there is a father, I need, I need a job. Don't, you are delaying my... Gabriel must extend his hand through the clouds and give you a quick knock. What are you talking about? Number four, and I end. Number four, spiritual purity. Spiritual purity. Spiritual purity. Spiritual purity. There are many who have come to a place where they are intermingling spirits. Jesus is no more enough. The blood of the lamb is no more enough. Now, it is about cowries and putting on some, what do you call those things? Bracelets and special protection rings and going to see somebody who will mix some concoctions so that you will drink it. And we are mixing things and mixing spirits. Oh! Keep your spirit pure. So, this place, this, there's a man, he does some things. If you get it, you, people will start pet, pet, you know, buying your things. 
you go and buy it, mix, they tell you go and di- direction, mix, 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 pour it. Now no one mix it. You don't know what you are doing. So they have, they have mixed this, this, this one, the special sobolo. Special sobolo. Special blood of Jesus. And because of desperation, you will run and will do it. Master, come. There's something chasing you in the family. I want to bath for all of you. Then we will go. Then they will, they will bath your mother, bath your sister, and they are bathing everybody. It's like it's like the gods are not moving, they're not progressing in life. Mix things. So this one I have to put it, it's an anklet. Anklet. It will attract men. Put it on there. The kinds of men you attract with an anklet are not the kinds of men you take home. <laughs> Swallow this one. Said at 12 a.m., get up and go and pour it at the graveyard. Now, who did you? I remember somebody came to see me years ago. So I've been struggling in America. I want my papers and then, then, then. As she was speaking, God spoke to me. God said, "The papers have already been granted in the spirit. So just pray for her and tell her, release the word to her." When I told her, she went to the person who brought her and said, ah, is that all? He didn't do anything. He didn't, because at that time, they've given, I think, some salt, eh? Salt, what, well, put salt in water and bath and some things. When I declared, I said, I've seen, they have, opened, they have given it to me. So when I told her, ah, is that all? When your direction, when your country, Anyway, direction away I here then I am. Nya one no man no me di be jaria di be asra. Wa dinokre den pan I am. Look at some say Jesus is enough. Say God is enough. Yeah, and I'm mixing things, intermingling. When you sleep at night, having dreams, dreams on Tiasi. Or somebody has gone for a pot somewhere. Even in the house of God. So people are intermingling things. One of my pastor friends came to me. And we were speaking. I was telling him, sir. You need to be careful of friends who might want to lead you astray. Keep your faith. Keep walking. He was just quiet for a few seconds. And then he said he wants to tell me something. So go ahead. He said... He was going somewhere so Those days he used to go to South Africa a lot. So he was buying some drugs to take to South Africa. And then when he was buying, one of these people who, um, I don't know where they are from, they come and they say, Asem Waho, and you've seen those people, they're carrying drugs and stuff like that. One of them came to him and he said, oh, he's a pastor, he doesn't do these things. And the man said, ah, you're a pastor. 
I can let you see. I can let you see. And so he, he's not interested. And he went. When he went, he was telling his friend that, oh, can you imagine? I was walking and this man just approached me. He says, I, I do, I can let, do some things for you. See right now. And I said, I'm not interested. The, the friend said, ah, wait to be papa. Did you take his number? Can you connect me to him? There's somebody to us at church. Pastor. One friend of mine went to buy food at La Paz. Um, what do they call that? Las Palmas. So he was seated at his table, ordering his food eating. And a young man and another man entered, seated by his side. And from the conversation, he could tell that the young man is a young pastor trying to find his, his feet in ministry. And this man is a self-styled, you know, those people who mix things. So he was telling when you go do this and do this and put this here, your eyes will begin to open and you do this and you do that. So he, my friend sat there quietly and listened to them. When they finished and he paid and the man left, then he began to talk to me. He said, when God called you, what did he tell you? Is this what God told you? Is this what you're going to reduce the ministry to? If this is all it's about, then stop doing ministry and go and find some business and do. The guy started crying and he threw everything that was given to him out. Spiritual purity that will still remain pure for the Lord, not mix things. Can I preach this one to you this morning? Yeah. Some of you say, you are going through something and a friend says, I want to take you somewhere. Hey. Look, even me, I've told them, when somebody says, I want to bring somebody to you, tell them, I'm not a shrine. I want to bring somebody to you. I'm not a shrine. If the person comes and understands that we will pray and God will answer that. Elohim Adonai ah, ah, eh. Elohim Adonai Oh uh-huh. 
your feet you want to pray our prayer this morning is purge me oh lord can we pray that one some of you although now you have given your life to christ there used to be a time you used to go to strange places they gave you strange oils they gave you strange things and put this here and do this here and do that there want to pray any form of impurity may god purge us May God purge us. May God make us pure vessels made ready and useful for the master's use. Lift up your voice. You are praying for yourself. Say, purge me, O God. Father, that you will purge us. Purge Levra do shanabakos andelego salabragados adaba shadabakos adabrandagata ela rabadahada zegradu shalagata ayado shalakapa vele maruasandagate eko parada shadadabaka Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.